Are we there yet? I really, really have to pee. Mom, she's on my side of the seat. That's not fair. She's hogging all the seat. Are we there yet? Mm, my stomach hurts. Are we there yet? Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Are We There Yet? The family podcast for adults. Special super late night edition since Kim can't ever be on time. Ever. Girls. Girls. We'll hear about why we're... If you tried to come to a late show on Saturday and it was later than even than we told you it was going to be, you'll find out why next show. It wasn't fun for anybody, but maybe Thing 3. Thing 3 it might have been fun for. Mm-hmm, maybe. Anyway, this episode number 611, Militarized. Mm, sounds serious. It is pretty serious. Not nice. A lot of bad things out there happening out in the world. Are the news stories going to make me cranky? I hope so. Great. Lately, I've decided, you know, after you told me you thought the show was a little too rapey? Yeah. I decided it's now going to be extra rapey. Great. <laughs> I'm doing it That's as a favor to you. Opening my mouth. I'm, I'm doing it as a favor to you. I figure if I just make it super rapey for a while, then you, you'll you be fine. relative. You, you'll be like, well, that rape doesn't even phase me anymore. Rapiness is okay. Do, I don't think that's ever a good thing. If you get so jaded to rape that it no longer affects you. Okay. Let me just be clear. I don't, I've never intentionally put any truly rapey stories on the show, and I'm not going to start now. I just think your rapey tolerance is lower than you think it is. I have zero tolerance for rapey. Well, that's what I'm saying. I mean, you're like, if, if okay, let's, you're right. let's just do a quiz, all right? If I just slip a finger in, is that rapey? Oh, quit. <laughs> is that a call? Or can they call us? They can call our Google line at 214-267-9899. I want to be extra clear. I don't find actual rape stuff funny at all. Good. I don't. Now, people cry rape and then horrible things happen to them. I think that's kind of funny. But for reals, no. I don't. Email. show at gmail.com. Thank you, Amazon, for being our sponsor. I truly appreciate it. So how did Thing One's latest babysitting job go? Um, I guess it depends on your perspective. Now, I was a little surprised she was allowed to bring the boy. Don't you, didn't you find that a little surprising? Uh, a little bit, but I think she didn't want, she was afraid to do it by herself. I would never have had a boyfriend, girlfriend babysitting duo at my house. You know? Why you would be afraid that they would not watch the baby? I'm afraid they'd just get straight down to the fuckings. Oh, quit. When you and I were that age, that's what we would have done. She was very serious about watching this baby. She's been waiting for months know, to watch this baby. She's never babysat a baby baby before. They suck. And he's a preemie. So he's a little bit smaller for his, you know, birth age right and preemies i think lags behind a little bit yeah preemies are pretty universally cranky right well not necessarily i would be my lungs ain't all the way growed my arms and legs are all stick like i would be very cranky and i'd be hungry all the time feed me motherfucker okay well the problem with this particular child is that okay he's six months old and his mom is nursing. He has a mentality of a three-month-old. Is that it? No, 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 no. Oh. The problem is, is that, you know, in this six-month period, she's rarely left his side. And even when she does leave to go to the grocery store or whatever, or to a movie, she won't express milk to have it on hand for whoever's watching the kids. What the hell is wrong? What is that? I know. She insists on being 
called on the telephone so she can race home and feed him personally. That's dumb. And then go back to what she was doing. That so is extremely disruptive. The dumbest thing I've ever heard. Ladies, right. let me tell you something. When I was a stay-at-home dad for a little while, because I was right after, was it after Thing 1 was born, I was a stay-at-home dad for a while? Thing 2. No, I stayed home with Thing 1, too. No. Not all the time, but I think it was because I was doing shift work, so I was home with her sometimes and not others. But anyway, and you would make me feed her at night sometimes, too. You you were squeezing your boobs every day, all day. Flushing I it know. Out I fill didn't have those fucking bottles. But here's the thing. If you don't express the milk or whatever, you're just prolonging the agony. It makes it so much more difficult for everybody involved. I can understand. <laughs> I mean, it's admirable that, I mean, she refuses to let anybody give him formula for that, one. Okay. I think that's, that's good. That's good. But, you know, she's setting herself up for failure a little bit farther down the road. Well, he's only that be, kid now is to of an age six, where he right? will not six accept the bottle. Yeah, but he's only six yes. months old. He's going to be off the tit in a few more months. Maybe. Nine months to a year is enough tit time. No, I'm just saying. So, okay, you have a very short window then, and then you have to understand that the kid has signals when he starts to get hungry, as all babies do. Right. So you have to recognize those signals and then call. (laughs) Otherwise, you're going to be sitting there with a screaming baby for however long it takes her to get home. You know what I would do if I was babysitting? Because I'm a dick. I'd wait until the kid is full bones blown squalling for food. Mm-hmm. Then I would call her and just hold the phone up to the kid because you know what happens then? Her milk comes in her tits and she explode. gets all <laughs> Her tits explode. That's a lesson, lady. Don't do that. It just makes it harder for everybody. I understand not giving the kid formula. And trust me, I am 100% behind that. I really think the formula is the next thing to poison, in my personal opinion. You got tits, use them. But there's no reason not to express. I mean, especially if you're only going to be, if like you're going to be gone for two or three hours like she was. Right. Fill the fucking bottle. The kid's not going to need to eat more than a bottle while you're gone. And that way you don't have to fucking worry about it. Especially because sometimes babies want to eat just because they want to eat. Not because they're on your schedule. Because babies are assholes. He won't eat until seven o'clock. Sure, sure. My mom's gone. You know what that means? I need tits. I know. And then, of course, you know, there's the separation anxiety. Right. And that's the thing. A kid separated from his mom wants the tit, even if it doesn't need the tit. Right. Can't see the food yeah, it's like, source oh. anywhere. That's serious anxiety inducing. Or they could be like thing one who was super gross. And if there's no tit nearby, just whatever flesh is available, she right. just latches onto until blood yeah. comes out of it. They do the downward horizontal Ugh. crawl or the, the quick <laughs> fling themselves into the horizontal I position and just reaching that. into the shirt, whoever's <laughs> shirt. A little yeah. grabby, grabby. That's why we only babysitted somebody else's kid one time when they were a baby because it is a nightmare. It's a nightmare. I don't recommend anybody do it. I I know it's mean, but I really don't recommend any baby anybody babysit for a kid that's under a year old at any time because it is a nightmare. Well, I mean, thing one, like I said, she's never babysat an infant before. Uh, she'd gone over there a couple of times just right. to play with the baby, and so he would get to know her Babies face a little play. bit. It was dumb, and uh, so that she would feel a little more comfortable. Babies are barely above fucking mold colonies. But when she Boring. was done, she said that I mean, she really felt like they were on the baby borrowers. And they were looking at each other like, never, never there is, nothing, is this going to happen to us. There's nothing ever. that will kill teen libido faster than a baby. Yes. They're a nightmare. And it's it's so hard to explain, but I really, I really don't think, I, I, I just, I could not stand anybody else's baby. I couldn't. 
Well, and it was only for, it was about three hours. Which is an eternity with the baby crying. Yeah, and he played for a little while, and she texted me. Oh, he's asleep. He's so cute. <laughs> yeah, 20 minutes later, oh, my God, he's crying, Mom. What do I do? <laughs> yeah. Mom, and he won't shut up. People don't realize that babies, it's not like, after they get to be a year old or something, they don't do this. But babies have a certain caterwauling cry that really makes you either want to kill them or run away. It, it is unbelievably difficult to tolerate and and it's that way on purpose you know what i'm saying so your parents don't fucking ignore it that's why i read those stories of people like my baby just stayed in bed for six days and then he died that baby was screaming for five days and i don't know how the fuck you could stand it i know because it is people uh, have something wrong mentally where they can just tone it out i guess but when i hear a baby crying it really is the worst sound in the world i want to make it stop at any cost no, but I had told her before, I said, when you get frustrated, you know, there's nothing worse than trying to make a baby be quiet because they when won't. you're frustrated because they'll feel that and they'll just make right. him even more upset. So, you know, she could pass him off to the boy. The boy could take a few right. minutes, which he did not. <laughs> Boys are not good at this. They put him, put him in the swing, which is fine. It was an option right. that she had. And I said, just take a breather. Put him in the swing. He's not going anywhere. He's safe. He's good. If he's going to cry, he's right. going to cry. You're still available, but you don't have to sit there and hold them the whole time. Right. Uh, especially if you're getting frustrated. But then afterwards, when they, uh, you know, it was time to go, she got paid. Right. And the boy decided that he wanted half. <laughs> and she goes, And she nope. goes, I don't think you get any. <laughs> oh, I think man. you get none of my pay because you see the. Hey, I'm a terrible bitch. <laughs> Well, no, the responsibility was divided inequitably. He rolled around and played yeah. on the floor with the baby for about 20 minutes. Yeah. And she fed him, changed him, put him to sleep. Well. Held him when he cried. I don't mean to be a dick. And that was the baby, by the way. That's what dads do. Well, I was just laughing. I was like, yeah, daddies like to play. Yeah. I'm not saying that they don't take care of them necessarily, but the mom is generally the one that well, tends to be more nurturing. Dad does it too. But there's a it's reason. It's a learned behavior sort right. of. Well, for, for guys, it's not natural. You know what guys are wired to do when we hear a baby cry? Yeah, you got to do something about that. Crush it so the mom comes in heat again. Quit. That's what we're biologically wired to do. Not that ain't my humans. kid. Yes, humans. Whatever. You've never heard of tribal infanticide? Come on now. But guys just aren't wired for it. I don't care what anybody says. Crying babies make guys leave. We just go, fuck this. We'll see ya. It's hard to take. Well, we don't have the fix. I used to explain it to you all the time. You're like, why do you get so mad? I don't have the thing that I know will fix the problem. You do. Latch it on there. Attach the child to the boob. And I don't like when crying babies try to suck my man nipples. It's gross. Quit. It's unnerving. I completely understand. It's, it's very much like whenever, remember before your old cat before I got it fixed? Yeah. And she'd always try to fucking hump on me. Remember that? Not this cat. Way back in the day. I wasn't trying to hump on you. She just liked you a lot. <laughs> <laughs> fucking gross. <laughs> that shit was, I was, I had never seen a cat act like that before. I was like, I am not a cat. Get away. <laughs> fucking gross. And that's how I feel when baby tries to suck my nipple. I'm like, Aww. get off. That's weird and unnatural. You're breaking rules. I just think it's funny because she went in with a really good attitude. Oh, I love babies too. Yeah. Um, I hate babies. I never want to have one. <laughs> and I am out. I'm never doing that again. It's tough. Not everybody's cut out for babies. It's tough. It's really tough. And we it's funny though, because I wasn't much older than her when we had her. I know. I handled it excellently. So I hear you got stuck behind uh, 
Thing Three's older brother in the grocery Holy store the other day. Holy shnikes. Okay, yeah, this is like a total nightmare. <laughs> this Complete is a perfect and utter nightmare of mine. And this is what I was telling you about today. What I'm afraid is going to happen. I, I don't think it will. Because I, I don't think this guy ever got past her little OCD quirks. I think he developed them. He honed them. He fine tuned them. And then he found somebody <laughs> that tolerated them and added and feeded them. Oh my god! Uh, okay, so I, I I went shopping at the dreaded Walmart. You gotta stop that. I know I couldn't help it. There were a few things there that I had to get that they don't have anywhere else, and so fine, I'm there. I get my few things, and of course I have too many things to go on the stupid speed lane. Why don't you just get rid of stuff when that happens? Cut it out. It doesn't didn't work that way. I will. I'll dump something. I'm sure you will, but I was with the things, and they had stuff that they needed, oh. girly stuff. So I'm not. I can't ditch stuff. How close so were you? Fine. And there were like five things off. Fuck that. Just go. Everybody else is a douchebag and yeah, goes through and they have fifty items. Fuck it. So okay, I get in line. I'm waiting for this guy. It's like taking forever, and I start to watch him because he is rather fascinating. And I realize that he has not just one cart, but two carts full of crap. Okay. And his wife is with him, and he's taking things out of the cart. Are you sure it wasn't his wife and just it wasn't just a caregiver? I, I I don't know. Okay, somebody his partner. I'll say because okay? this sounds a lot Whoever like a fucking experiment. I don't know. I kept looking for hidden cameras because it was that crazy. <laughs> he would put three things up on the conveyor belt, and then he was like manipulating them, touching them, sizing them up. Like feeling their weight, three things at a time. And if he didn't like the way that they correlated to one another, he would take one or two items off and put them back in his car and put another two items up there, three items each time. And then he'd group them together and he goes, Okay, you can ring these up, put these in one bag. <laughs> I'm like, Oh my God, this is going to take forever. So he's doing that in these little groups. And of course, you know, the, the whole conveyor belt is empty. Except for the three items that he's got on there. It was making me nuts. Yes. So he's like totally controlling how they're bagged and how they're rung up. So after about literally 20 minutes of him doing this, I was about to lose my mind. But there were like three people behind me. Where are you going to go? I was trapped. Straight to hell. So I'm trying to set a good example for the girls. Thing two and thing three were with me. And then he gets up there and he goes, oh. Did you already ring up the meat? Because I was going to do a, a, a price comparison on those. And I was like, dude, <laughs> you put the meat up there 15 minutes ago. Of course she rang it that up. That kind of shit scares me. It really what does because hell? I can, I, this, that particular, not, the OCD and the pattern stuff, it terrifies me because I told you before, I went through a, a phase where I was, I wasn't like that. But I found myself falling into patterns like that, and it really freaked my shit out. Like, where I would want things in a certain way Mm -hmm. for no reason. And I quickly broke myself of it by looking in the mirror and going, that is fucking crazy. Stop. It was seriously crazy. And then they had, like, separate receipts for, like, all kinds of... I'm sure it was because they were doing rebates Mm -hmm. or or whatever. But it took forever. I was really proud of the girls because they really didn't go crazy. But what's what's thing three going to say? I know, but that's what she I was thinking. I was like, oh my God. She was probably like studying. I was like, don't pay attention to what he's doing. 
Nothing to see here. Move along. <laughs> Please don't pay attention to this guy. This is not how you want to be. And I feel bad because that kind of stuff does irritate me, but I understand the necessity of people trying to work that shit out. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm sure for him it was a, a massive ordeal. You know what I mean? Like, the, just the act of going there. I'm sure it was. So, But here's, here's my thing, and I'm not trying to be an asshole. You, you need to go do that shit late at night. Right. Not when there's everybody there. I had no idea. Right. And there were a couple of guys behind us. And uh, they were as patient as could be, too. I mean, they, I, they were really well, lucky that people weren't just, you know, like Black Friday mode. Yeah, but I think slam through. There. I, think it ugly. I think sometimes you see stuff and you're like that guy ain't right. So I'm just gonna have to let this one slide. You know what I'm saying it was an ordeal at best. <laughs> now you know how I feel when I go shopping with you because that's what it feels like to me when I shop with you. Whatever. That's what it feels like. I'm just I'm not telling you. I'm very particular about what I buy. I I've already done the price comparisons. Don't try to get me to deviate Ugh. brands. It's Ugh. not happening. Hate shopping. With I don't like. I don't like it when you shop with me. That's but. why I don't do it. A lot of people are like, why don't you ever go shopping with Kim? Because it fucking sucks for both of us. Yep. So we just don't do it. Yep. Same reason why I don't take you to fucking for electronic years. stores and shit. There's some things you're going to find out, people. And this is marriage tip number 175. You're going to find out sometimes there's something you enjoy that your significant other does not enjoy at all. Don't ever ask them to do it. It won't change. Let's say you're one of those dumb people that likes to go to wineries and shit and do wine tastings, which are the most god-awful boring out. thing on the planet. Don't I tell like me. that because they have like cheese curds and stuff. Here's the thing. I'll never go. If you want to go, go. But just don't ask me to go because I'm not going. If there's a motorcycle show I want to go to, do you think I'm asking you to go? No. No, there's nothing. I, I can't imagine anything that would A, make me make you angrier and B, spoil my fun more. Exactly. <laughs> so don't do it. Do you really want somebody there right. with a scowl on their face? And that's no. the thing I've never understood is why people do it. They go to concerts they don't like with their significant. Like, it's like, you, can we go see Amy Grant? By all means, go. But I am not. I don't think I've ever asked you to go to Amy Grant. I understand, but I'm, I'm just, just, it's. That was like in the 80s. I'm just saying, if something like that happened, I would buy a ticket for you and a ticket for one of your friends. And then you guys can go. I'm not going. Nine Inch Nails comes, I'll see you later. Tool comes, I'll see you later. Ozzy Osbourne, I'll see you later. I don't expect you to go to these things. Thank you. Just saying. Plus, there'll be boobies and stuff there. And it'll just make you mad and I won't get to look at them. Done. Authorities in China's far west have bred and trained an army, in quotes, of silver foxes bought from a fur farm to fight a plague of rats threatening a huge expanse of grasslands, state media said on Wednesday. The Xinjiang government bought 20 foxes in 2004 and they have since increased to 284 and been released into the wild. The official Zinghao news agency said. It's Chinhua. It's okay, actually. Chinhua, whatever, Sam. If you want to start I'm just helping. this shit, you can do it yourself. <laughs> I'm trying to help. This is how we learn. <sighs> I, I, well, okay, never mind. Foxes are excellent natural predators of the rodent. One fox can catch about 20 rats per day. There has been a decline in the rat population in several counties where the measure has been adopted. I don't see anything that could go wrong with this plan. Yeah, nothing <laughs> comes to mind. 
I don't see when how it can be a problem. When we bring in mean predators to take care of Kim, they're foxes. rodents. They're foxes. Mm-hmm. We had 20. They're cute. Six years ago, and now we have 284. They got and little fluffy tails. What is the plan tails. when now we have too many foxes running about? Well, here, here's the beauty of this plan that I thought was pretty genius. So you get foxes, right? There's a lot of rats for them to eat, right? Mm-hmm. When there's too many foxes, not enough rats, they'll start to die, and then you just catch them and skin them. That's the plan. It sounds all nice and tidy. It's a genius plan. Until, you know, a dingo ate somebody's baby. Well, I have to say, when I saw pictures of this fox, I, I was thinking of the cute little foxes like we see around here. You know what right? I mean? Like, where even the the full grown, you're like, oh, you're like a little puppy. Right? No. Until it mates with something and no. these turns are, into a chupacabra. These silver foxes are kind of snarly, evil looking motherfuckers. Like, they give you the, I'm going to cut you look. Well, yeah, and then what? Like I said, then, you know, okay, so maybe they take care of the rat problem. Suddenly, we have too many foxes. They've got nothing else to hunt, so they the pickings get a little bit bigger. Well, you know. A little bit meatier. <laughs> they start hunting in packs. They have names and stuff. <laughs> you know what I think we should do? We should kill some of those two-legged things. Exactly. Or, you know, all the rural farmers are like, where are my chickens? It's ridiculous. I don't know. What you do though? I mean, they, they were really saying that it was like. I don't know. Well, do you remember those time the time we saw the pictures of the rats in Australia? Well, the mice. Yeah, the and mice. They were fucking everywhere, like a giant yeah, mile wide carpet. Of them. It was like that. They were saying it was completely fucking out of control. What are you gonna do? I say use napalm. Problem solved. Oh, it's scary whenever there's a plague like that. But you know, I'm pretty sure China would push rat meat as like the new. <laughs> Health food option. Eat right, right, good. Exactly. No, no, Kim. I'm guessing rat kebabs. They already do that. Rat kebabs. I mean, it's rat stir fry, rat burger. Speaking of rats and road and rodent eating, Mm -hmm. there's a new there's a beer called End of Ages beer. Okay. Okay. Or end of year, something like that. It's 110 proof beer, for one thing. Mm-hmm. And it comes in a bottle, okay, mm-hmm. that is inserted inside a taxidermied squirrel. But why? <laughs> so the squirrel has its mouth open and the mouth of the bottle comes out of the no. squirrel. Yeah, it's no. awesome. I want two. That's like that stupid, nasty alcohol that they have that has somebody's freaking big toe floating around in yeah, it. Want Who wants that? I do. Fine, that's what you're getting for your birthday. I'm gonna track I down a bottle of it, and you have to drink it for me. The sour toe, keeping it. I want no. I want the I want the rat, the squirrel beer. No, you just said you would drink the toe liquor. You can't buy that. You have to go there and do uh, it. Then that's nice. where we're going. No, I'm writing it down. Toe <laughs> liquor for your birthday. Dick Done. Suck, you say you're gonna suck my dick. Awesome. Next story. Up. The Appleseed Project, a group formed by Jack Daly of North Carolina, is dedicated to teaching every American how to fire a bullet through a man-sized target out to 500 yards. So far, Appleseed has taught 25,000 people to shoot. 7,000 more will learn by the end of this year. Its instructors teach this skill not for the purpose of hunting or sport. They see marksmanship as fundamental to Americans' ability to defend their liberty, whether against foreigners or the agents of a hypothetical tyrannical government. I like how they put hypothetical in parentheses there. 
Well, you have to. Otherwise, you get in trouble. Uh-huh. Appleseed frames this activity as being somewhere between an historical reenactment and a viable last resort. A historical Just reenactment. A handy little, yeah. Historical Helpful. reenactment of the Civil War. <laughs> you can't do right. that. It's a little scary, man. And I don't think this will sound dumb, but I'm not sure what the rest of the country was like. But in the late 80s, when we were living in the Pacific Northwest, mm-hmm. And all the malicious shit was getting all crazy. I did not like it. <laughs> it frightened me. I was like, I don't like you guys. You're really freaking me out. And there were more than once when I got invited. You you know, come out to the camp, learn to shoot, join the, join the militia. No, <laughs> I don't. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I, I think, you know, everybody has to have a goal, right? Right. And yeah. this guy's goal is to teach everybody to shoot a gun. Right. And he's found enough people that will want to learn how. And does it matter what the reason is? A little bit. A little bit. Well, you know, is it, how is it any different than the military? How many people does the military train to shoot to kill? Okay. It's, don't you think it's a little different? I'm you don't, you really asking. don't see the difference? I, I'm asking you, what does it matter what people's motivation for learning is? Because the I'm, government... I'm fairly certain the indoctrination that comes along with the shooting the guns is a little different than when you get when you join the army. I completely understand that. I'm just saying. I'm seeing people not... wearing fucking powdered wigs and throwing tea into rivers. That's what I'm seeing. It doesn't have to be seen that way. It's gonna be though. This is kind of. One... I mean, there's plenty of people that you know are, are like the 2012ers, right? Who think that they will need to learn to defend themselves against whatever foe there might be left after the apocalypse right i think this guy by himself is fine i'll be honest i think this guy alone in isolation is fine teaching people to shoot i think that's fine this guy runs into the tea party at some point or runs into those guys that were popping census workers at some point you know what i'm saying well, yeah. I, I, mean, I don't think the collision of ideology is going to go well for the rest of us. Well, probably not. But here's the thing. It doesn't matter what the group is. There's always going to be an extreme to either true. end. True. It doesn't matter what it is. That's true. Of course, I have to admit the day that they start telling me they're going to start restricting guns is the day I go buy one. Right. Well, I'm just I'm just saying. There's a lot of stuff. I don't know. I just I don't. I hate I get enough shit where people think I'm like crazy conspiracy boy as it is. But I will have you fuckers remember. Well, you read too much. That's the problem. I will also have the rest of you remember whenever I have quoted things as going to be happening and I've right? stated them to you. How often am I wrong? No. I'm not. We need somebody to go back and listen to all the shows and take a tally. That's a lot of work. Let's just assume <laughs> I'm always right. There I'm you always go. right. You'll all be happier. 100% accuracy. <laughs> whoop, whoop. I don't know. I just think I think the future is going to be kind of scary for a lot of reasons. I mean, I try not to dwell on the negative side. I'd like to think it wouldn't get to that. On the other hand, after the weekend I had, if people just said it's time to overthrow corporate America and burn the government, I think I might have to sign up. Because I had a truly shit-tastic weekend. It's not even over yet. Well, it kind of is. Is that encouraging? The bad part of it's over. But it's all too much. It's just too much. I've talked about it before because the economy is so fucked up. Everybody gets put under a lot of pressure to do things that you wouldn't like five years ago. Let's say 
If somebody was treating me like they are at work right now, what do you think would have happened? You would have quit? I said, suck my fucking cock. I'm out of here. But now you can't, and they know it. And so they just treat you more and more like shit. All right, next story. I love this next story, by the way. This is running up there as one of my favorite stories of all time. This story's weird. Police said a Dallas woman was threatened with a knife in a fight that allegedly started when a friend rubbed her bottom with a finger. The police report states 22-year-old Laquita Maddox was sitting on her friend's bed in a Dallas apartment Thursday when her friend rubbed her finger on Maddox's buttocks. Okay, now stop for a second. This next sentence I want you all to listen to very carefully. Okay? (laughs) Very carefully, because I had to read it like six times before I could get my head around it. Go ahead, Kevin. The police report said Maddox clenched, breaking her friend's bed, angered the unidentified friend, and started a fight. Dallas police senior corporal. <laughs> say it with conviction. Just say it with, you're right. You're right. You got you to say it with confidence. If you say it with confidence, you can go. It's senior corporal. Just say okay. it with confidence. Kevin Jancy said at some point, the friend picked up a butcher knife and asked Maddox if she was ready to die. However, Maddox had no visible injuries when police arrived. Okay. Now, we've talked before about the fact that you have a magic ass. Yes. Okay. I don't. And you Can I have clench and break a bed. You have broken. A, you have broken a bed by clenching, but I don't think it was your ass that you clenched when you broke the bed. Okay. Here's my thing. Maybe we just don't have all of the information here. It, we don't know the size of the bed. Perhaps they were sitting on a toddler bed. It doesn't. A doll it doesn't bed. Say that. American girl. It doesn't bed? say that. Something dainty. I, I don't, I, it was big enough that when she broke it, her friend had to get a butcher knife to fucking rectify the situation. She did so not have to get a butcher knife. She chose to get a butcher knife. I'm just knife. saying, it, that's how big it was. It was big enough that a butcher knife got involved. If I was Laquita, I'd be like, you want me to crush you with my ass, bitch? Because I could probably snap that fucking knife in half with my cheeks. I the just broke your bed. Freaking weird. <laughs> I just broke your bed with my ass. You want me to chop off your fucking leg with it? Then again, I've seen some mighty immense behinds okay, here now, in Dallas. Okay, now we have talked I about. gotta say. <laughs> We have talked before about the fact that before we moved to Dallas, I'd seen big people, right? I'd seen big people of all sizes and shapes up to, I would say I'd seen people in public that were 500 pounds, big people. But until I got to Dallas, I never saw a 150 pound woman's upper torso on a 500 pound woman's lower well, that's torso. True. I'd never seen anything like that. And if you think I'm exaggerating, I have seen women who, if you only saw them from the waist up, you'd go, hmm, pretty hot. From the waist down, you would think that there were 16 women crammed into her jeans. Okay, so here's the thing. Did the friend rub her bottom with a finger? I don't really even know what that means. <laughs> if it was such an immense behind, is it possible it how would an you accident? Even, how would you even notice? Maybe, you know what I'm saying? I, to me, this sounds like somebody actually got a finger in a butthole. I don't really or like, know. Maybe in a crack, maybe? I, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe they have an ass crack halfway up their back like I do. I, it's possible. <laughs> It, it is possible, but I don't think that if I, if, you know, you were hanging around, so I put their finger on your ass, you might go, hey, that's not cool. You might smack them, slap their hand away. But I don't think you would clench with such ferocity that you would shatter the bed and make them fear for their lives so they had to get a knife to defend themselves against your immense ass. I'll have to tell you this. It is, and assly endowed as I am, 
I pretty well keep my assish entrance well guarded. <laughs> really? Because you just had like six dudes up that okay, ass well, a couple that, weeks I ago. I did that on purpose. I volunteered. Remember that? I'm just saying. And the other time is lockdown. I'm just saying, I've Fortified. approached, anytime I've approached the ass, I haven't been worried that it was going to clinch and start breaking furniture. That's all, that's all I'm saying. I know, it makes no sense. Unless they had like Ikea furniture that sometimes doesn't hold up well I, I don't know. force. I, I don't know. But I'm going to write to the newspaper and ask them, I need more details yeah. on the story. Can I have some pictures? <laughs> I need to, A little bit. I need to understand how the ass broke the bed. I need to know. I wonder if I could look up, you know, you can look up the court docket. It's public record and go oh. on the day that Laquita is there, you know, and see. When they go to court. Yeah. And I, I'd like bring it to you by four and go, Laquita, can you break this for me? Can you clinch yeah, it? Yeah, prove it. Oh, man. Would that like be the most what awesome I, testimony? What that... I would do, <laughs> what I would do is I would take the two by four and hold it by the end. And then I would touch her butt with it. Like, come on, let's see. <laughs> like see a karate yeah, demonstration. See if, like he, it'd be like a Venus flytrap on crack. He touch it, crack. Like whoa. <laughs> oh man. She could be on TV. Like the, you know, like America's Got Talent. Yeah. Liquida. She's like standing there. People throw knives at her butt. She's like snap. She's breaking tree trunks off. <laughs> That's right. Fear the ass. Okay, how would you feel if you were the reporter that had to write this story up? I'm I am telling you, this is further proof that reporters don't really read the shit they write before they turn it in. Because I would have written this and gone, well, people are going to want to know more. They're going to want to know more. It's bad. <laughs> I can't say that, that somebody clinched and broke a bed and not go into more detail. I would have got pictures. This is a feature front page story if I'm an editor. And really, the last time I checked, I didn't think it was really a reasonable response to grab a butcher knife and threaten somebody with death for breaking a piece okay. of furniture. Let me let me I'm try just, just get this in your head. You're on the bed with your friend, okay? You touch your ass, it clinches and shatters your bed. All right? I I am now afraid I'm in bed with some kind of fucking freaky ass predator. I'm getting a knife. I protect myself. Crazy. Yeah, other stories over there. I don't. That was the best butt story ever. That even beats the story about the guy who had the giant vegetable up his ass. Remember that the old guy? I do. I'm too embarrassed to go to the hospital because I have a giant squash in my rectum. You're eight. <laughs> <laughs> then call us. Where can they call us? You can call our Google on it two one four two six seven nine eight nine nine. You think Laquita like lures dudes in? Like she's a black widow. She's probably hiding them all up she's there. A, she's a black widow. Hey, you want a piece of this ass? Snap! It's like a vortex. Let's cut off my dick with her giant ass muscles. Oh, no. Email. show at gmail.com. This is giving me nightmares. Oh, great. I, I told you I had it dreams somebody visual. stole my iPad, right? I, you did. That's Multiple you, times. You, it didn't happen. It seems so real. Take a rest. And did I tell you that it was your fault that it got stolen? Of course it is. <laughs> Why wouldn't it be? Everything's my fault. And then you got mad because I immediately bought another one. You were in, you were say, Why didn't you get insurance on that? You, yeah, you did. That's exactly what you said. I said, well, I didn't realize my wife was just going to leave it on the fucking ground. Anybody could come by and steal it. And then you broke my arm with your ass. Thanks, Amazon, for being our sponsor. You're amazing. Don't forget you can juice us at Blueberry.com. Vote for some podcast. I'll come leave a review on iTunes. Tell your friends. Tell your neighbors. Tell that chick with a giant ass that just broke the bed. All right, Kim. We're not there yet. Hi, this is Thing One. 
Thanks for listening to my parents' podcast. Why not take a second to review their show at TalkShoe.com? And I'm Thing 2. To make sure you never miss an episode, subscribe to the feed at www.arewetheryetpodcast.com. This is Thing 3 signing off for all of us at Are We There Yet? Vote for us at podcastelly.com. Thank you.